Hello, and welcome to Our Super Podcast, a podcast all about things that we find interesting, like comics, video games, and music. Each week, we'll choose a topic, and then we'll both choose something related to that topic to talk about. We'll also run down what's happening this week that's caught our attention, and we'll usually end with some listener questions. By the way, I'm Sarah Grayley. Hi, and I'm, I'm Steph Perenins. <laughs> and we're, we're the hosts of Our Super Podcast. Do, 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 do. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah, you should introduce yourself. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, um, so yeah, we. I'm Sarah, and uh, we've never hosted a podcast before. So please be sweet to us. Uh, <laughs> I usually play in a, the comic space. I make comics. I write and I draw them and I color them. Um, I'm best known, I guess, for our super adventure, which is a comic about me and Steph, the other host. Uh, but I also do a comic called Kim Reaper for Only Press, and I have like a comic called glitch coming out for scholastic um yeah i just i do a bunch you've you've probably seen it maybe you've seen it it gets about and they're all really good oh thank also, you some of the uh the lettering on those comics looks really good <laughs> <laughs> um i guess that's what i do i sort of help you out with stuff and i do lettering i do flat colors and i also make music under the name tiny spells and um, that's that's what i do that's really good too yeah so what's cool this week what is cool this week? What I've is not, cool this week? I've not been paying attention. Why don't you tell me? There's been loads. Of, okay, so right, um, we started off the week. We went to London MCM. We were like tabling at London MCM convention, which is, like probably the biggest um, comic convention, entertainment uh, convention in the UK. What does MCM stand for? My comic man. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not going to look it up it's, now. I think it should um, remain a mystery. Do you oh, know what it is? It's Man Crush Monday's Expo. Well, it's Man Crush Monday Expo. Where we all go and talk about our man crushes. Yeah. That's all That's all we were doing all weekend, just man crushing on Monday. It wasn't on even Monday. on Monday. It was man crushes up to Monday. There's oh, a yeah. Lot of, there's, it's one of those things where they can't fit. <laughs> you can't. They can't. They couldn't have like a five letter, like an anagram. It's not an anagram. I can't remember what it's called. Basically, though, like, you're not allowed to crush after Monday. Only yeah. on Mondays. Um, you were crushing on... I, I don't know what gender Pusheen is. Um, <laughs> you were crushing on Pusheen. <laughs> That's probably a good place to start. I like... Oh, yeah. Damn. Does uh, does Pusheen have a gender? I don't know. I, but I Pusheen's my maybe. hero, and I got to meet Pusheen. So that was pretty good. What was it like meeting Pusheen? Soft. Nice. <laughs> Good. I got my... There was, like, a stand that was selling pushy and stuff, and then there was another stand next to it with a really large pushing that you could pose next to, which was pretty good. So I got my photo taken with pushing, and then we went in the stand, and there was a lot of pushing stuff, but it was very, very crowded, and we had a backpack on, and it was just a bit too much, so... It was pretty chaotic. There was so got, much... It's probably, like, the most pushing stuff I've seen in one place. Yeah. That I, was incredible. <laughs> I, got a, I got a nice pin. And I got a Christmas ornament of Pusheen, I think. I, I could probably hang it up all year round. And I got a blind box, and uh, it came with a out-popped out a, a Pusheen dragon. So it was pretty good. I had a good time at the Pusheen store, even though it was very crowded. What else was good? <laughs> what did you like at London um, MCM? So we were we were tabling, so we didn't really get out from the table much. So uh, but we, there was the Nintendo store, there was the Split Tournament. But we didn't do the tournament. Yeah, there was lots of Splatoon being played. Lots of, um, I think, lots of Mario Tennis and Arms and stuff as well. Yeah. But yeah, I want oh, I want the Nintendo store to sell things, um, like T-shirts, like Splatoon T-shirts, just Splatoon merchandise. I'd like some more Splatoon merchandise, please. Where's the Splatoon stand? Yeah, we we both really like uh, Splatoon and 
the fun thing about Splatoon is that everyone's really fashionable in Splatoon. I want to be fashionable like that as well. So I would just want the whole, all the clothes from Splatoon. I feel like it's growing. Yeah. The first time we went to New York, we went to the Nintendo store and there was like maybe one or two like Splatoon t-shirts for children. (laughs) And then when we went last year, which is like, what, like a year in the future, two years in the future? Maybe. Something like that. (laughs) Sure. They had loads of Splatoon stuff. Or at least they had some really good sweaters. They had little toy guns that I thought were like with, um, you can only get in Japan. So we got like loads of those. We were really lucky with our blind boxes and we got like six different ones. I just think that next time we go, or maybe just in like every supermarket shop ever, there should just be like loads of Splatoon sh- shirts. Everything they make in the game, they should recreate as a thing you can get clothing wise. Yeah. P- Nintendo, please accommodate us. Let it's- us buy things from you. We spend so much time making our squids look good. We just want to make ourselves look good. Yes. <laughs> so yes. that's that's future improvements for you, Nintendo. Thank you for tuning in, Nintendo. You're very you're very mainly good. <laughs> um, we picked up a really good book, uh, Manfred the Man, which is by Caitlin Major and Kelly Basto. That looks really funny so far. I've read like about the first twenty pages, and there's so many like little cartoon man <laughs> bits. Like it's um to to tell a very brief thing about what it's about. It's like it's like flipping around cat ownership and human ownership. So instead of a, a person who has loads of cats, it's a person who has a little tiny man who runs around saying hey for attention and gets fed man food and has a little a little thing just there all the time. <laughs> a little thing. Is that what it's you really call funny. It? A little thing. That's what, that's what I'm going to call it on this podcast, the little thing. He's very naked. It's very naked. He, it's really funny so far. It's a really sort of charming story and... Um, yeah, like the arts by Kelly Basto, aka Moose Kleenex Online, whose work you've been a big fan of for a while, which That's is kind of cool. That's true. It was, it was cool. I was very excited to see they were at London MCM because they're from Canada. Yeah. So that was nice. We we met them um, a week or two previous at TCAF in Toronto. So that was really nice. And it was like, oh, we get to see you again. That's <laughs> yeah. so good. So yeah. And, and yeah, that looks really good. I'm excited to read the rest of that. It's very very good i'm excited to read some of it yeah you, like, you should read it you should probably read it too it's very good um we also got a copy of sammy Braz's new sample comic called go eat worms which looks really good so far that's like um it's kind of like a sample of something that um they've been working on which is like very spooky yeah very like spooky it's about like a spooky band going on tour to like loads of like haunted places and yeah, it looks really good. I'm excited for it to be like a bigger thing. Like it, it could totally be like a big long graphic novel. I think. It's I'd like good. to. I would personally like to read that graphic novel. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed that sample. So, and also the cover's like bright pink. Mm, looks really good. Yeah, it all looks really <laughs> good. It's like it was really. It was really nice to be given a copy of it. It looks really cool. Yeah, thank you, Sammy. And uh, what else did we pick up? Uh, we got Premium Treats by Dan Martin, a.k.a. Death Ball, John Lyon. Mm-hmm. That's a really good collection of all of his weird little... Um, <laughs> he's done like loads of these like, long-form comics recently, so when it was like hourly comics day, it was kind of like a house party theme where every hour there was like a new person turning up to this very chaotic party, and then he did like a wrestling Royal Rumble one where like one of the first entrances, the ring itself. And like my favourite thing about this book is the fact that he finds so many opportunities to bring in the the title premium treats <laughs> and every time it appears it's kind of all sparkly and it's like premium treats it's very good and um yeah it kind of has this kind of like additional kind of like heaven and hell storyline running for it as well and it's very it's very good it's a very collect- good collection of stuff it's very funny it makes me laugh a lot yeah i really enjoy dan martin's comics so, uh, they they make me laugh out loud <laughs> yeah <literally>. like- <laughs> 
Um, I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed his uh, About Me at the back as well. Yeah, his About yeah. Me is really good. He wants to talk about T-Square. Do you have a moment to talk about T-Square? I thought it was like a podcast reference to slow if it's not. Yeah, um, you should... You should uh... he, he also has like, his whole, whole thing that keeps going around online of Bulgemon, which is like his fake Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And um, talking of Pokemon... <laughs> oh my gosh, that was a good segue. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's like there's two big Pokemon things about like in the news at the moment. I guess there's one that's actually big in the news and one that's more of like a weird internet thing. But, um, yeah, there's some, like, new Pokemon games being announced for Nintendo Switch, which is really cool. Yeah. That's Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, and it looks like they're remakes of Pokemon Yellow, so they've got the whole thing where, like, you can have whoever you choose, Pikachu or Eevee, like, following you about on your shoulder, and it looks really good so far. It's got this whole... I feel like there's, like, way too much to talk about it so far. There's, like, a really good three-minute trailer on all the Nintendo sites about it so far, and there's, like a little Pokeball controller, and you can play it, like, one-handed. You can have another friend come along and play with another Joy-Con. I, I have a correction to make. You said on the shoulder, but actually Eevee sits on your hat. I think that's very important to point out. I don't think that was an important <laughs> correction at all. But, hey, it's good to point out straight away who the Vedantic one is going to be on this podcast. So Eevee sits on your hat, I guess. I bet, like, how did they get to the hat? They probably had to, like, jump on your shoulder to get up there. Probably, whatever. Which, which one are you going to... Are we going to get this game? I want, I want to, because like when when Poke, it's basically like um, Nintendo have been saying it's kind of like a continuation of Pokemon Go to get people who are into Pokemon Go into playing like the more console oriented games. Mm-hmm. And like Pokemon Go was really good when it first came out. It was really fun. It was like it was nice going like out and about in the park where we used to live, just like catching Pokemon at like a weird late time of night. Time of night. That time sounds weird. Of night. But um, yeah, like I'm, I'm excited to sort of get back to that because I think. I think I deleted Pokemon Go a long time ago. It took up a bunch of space on my phone when I didn't have a memory card. <laughs> and, like, it took up a lot of, like, battery power and stuff like that. It's probably the reason why we've got, like, two or three battery packs at this point. I mean, you know, as well for conventions, but mainly for Pokemon Go. Yeah, of course. But I'm excited to get back into that space, because I think they improved Pokemon Go quite a lot. I think they added, like, a load of the other Pokemon. You can transfer Pokemon from Pokemon Go to Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu my, and Eevee. Yeah, my my only issue with the Pokemon games is um someone cursed me, so whenever we buy them, I end up playing them for like an hour and then I just don't play them anymore. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a curse. <laughs> yeah, I you, got cursed by a witch. You never said that before. So um, I'm worried. I'm worried that I'll throw down on this game and I'll just not play it because that's what's happened with the last five games. Or yeah, something. that's a lot of Pokemon of, games. I feel like the the seven years we've been together, we've bought. All of them. Three? Four <laughs> Pokemon games? All the, the main series Just games not the that have fight come out. ones, yeah. Oh, the what? Not the uh, the fighting ones. I mean, they, they all have fighting I, that's in not, them. I don't, but... That's a Pokemon game. It's not like a main series Pokemon yeah. game. Okay. <laughs> but we've all like the main ones for like the, the DS and the 3DS, and I feel like I've completed maybe three of them. Yeah. Ooh. I think you've completed maybe none of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I can't remember the last Pokemon game I completed. Maybe Emerald? I'm, I'm sorry, like, how far, like, <laughs> how far back in time do we have to go for that? Ooh. A long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of fell off, um, we, we got Sun and Moon, and I didn't really play it past the first trial, and that was about it. I got, I... I got a donkey Pokemon, and that's about the last thing I remember. <laughs> it's not a bad name. It's really powerful. Don- donkey, donkey Pokemon. Pokemon. Don- My favourite. Donkeymon. It's my favourite. Donkey Pokemon. He was really... He was really good. He looked really goofy, but he was, had some powerful ground attacks, from what I remember. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you remember about Pokemon Sun and Moon? Just disappointing myself by not playing it. <laughs> That's so sad. I don't, I, I don't like um, 
I, I miss it being buzz over you. I, it makes sense for them to go 3D and it looks nice and stuff. But uh, And I remember there's like this weird town that you, you have to go around. And I just kept getting lost in it and getting very frustrated. Is it the town near the start? Yeah, probably. I think I had that, but it's probably because I kept coming back to the game after not playing it and then trying to figure out where things were again. Yeah. I guess it was the first Pokemon game where people were like proper full-size people as well. So yeah. it wasn't just like little stuff. Even with no, like... I don't like that. Even with most... Small. Even with most of the 3DS games, at least they were still kind of like little stubby people running around. Yeah. I guess Pokemon Summer was like, hey, look at these long, I don't like long, these long people boys. running around. It's cool that you can dress them up, though. That's pretty nice. But yeah, no, I don't like it. That's fun. <laughs> I think that's part of the curse. Um, have we got other cool things this week, or do we want to segue There's other cool things about oh, okay. this week. Um, so <laughs> the other Pokemon thing was there was like this old demo from something called Space World that was released from... It was a Pokemon Gold from 1997, and apparently there was like loads of really different things from how the actual final game turned out. And this is like so this was like a demo that came out like two weeks, not two weeks, sorry, two years before the main game actually came out. So like loads of things um, changed. So I've I've I found a list online of all these fun little things. There's a whole thing of all the sprites and stuff. So there's like these weird like initial designs for Pichu, where it's like more of like a weird blob but with like pointy ears, and there's like some other like evolutions that never happened and stuff. So Here's some of the, the interesting facts. You can tell me what you think about them. Oh, okay. I'm so, ready. Umbreon, Ooh. Eevee Evolution. It yeah. was originally meant to be a poison type. Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I can see I can that. See, That's good. I can see it. Yeah. Uh, Slowbro's shell was meant to be its own Pokemon, which I like, because I've always thought... It, I think it always said it was a shoulder, but it doesn't really look like a shoulder that much. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting that it actually brought... I thought it was a cloister. I, th- I said cloister to you upstairs before, but <laughs> it was actually a shoulder. Cloister's the one that's like... He's a yeah. big boy. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. Um, this whole list was meant to have pre-evolutions. So, Vulpix, Tangela, Meowth, Ponyta, Goldeen, Paris, Doduo, Grimer, Growlithe, and Girafferig were all meant to have their own little baby versions. How cute is the baby uh, Growlithe? That's important. Baby Growlithe was pretty good because it's just basically a little dog. I haven't mm. got the list of... I haven't got the pictures on my phone right now, but trust me. Boo. We'll have a look at them. <laughs> For everyone out there listening, they can just quickly Google like Pokemon Space World sprites, and they can find the whole sprite map. So. I um I didn't see too much of that. I haven't looked into this much, but I did see the sprite that looked like a voodoo doll. Oh so yeah, that was yeah. creepy. I'm not sure how I feel about that. It's just come to haunt you. It's probably like a Mr. Mime pre-evolution, if we're honest. Because... Oh, I don't care for Mr. Mime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. There were some Pokemon that were meant to have evolutions that hadn't had mm-hmm. evolutions at that point. So, again, Tangela. So, apparently, someone at Pokemon, uh, a Game Freak. Tangela. Is I it Tangela? Tangela, Tangela. I don't know. <laughs> um, it does have one. Maybe that didn't come till later, though. Yeah. So, maybe it was meant to have a, a, I mean, like an I evolution just, at this point. Do not care for that Pokemon. Sorry. Well, apparently, someone must have really loved it at that point because it was meant to have a pre evolution. It was meant to have its own evolution. It didn't have an evolution. It didn't have an evolution in game one. Maybe it didn't have. Maybe it didn't get it till later on. Uh, Quillfish, Farfetch'd, Pinsir, Lickitung, and Ditto were all meant to have evolutions. Lickitung does have an evolution. Not at this point. No, okay. it would have. It got one in the future, but I think this would have been like another. You got thing. a picture of it. No, I don't, don't, you don't. Right Sorry. Now. Oh, gosh. I Anyone out see. there, you can look at these pictures. Live the life that Sarah cannot right now. I want to see what um, kind of tongue that evolution has. So yeah, the fact that Farfetch was going to get one as well, which I feel maybe just seven, seven leaks <laughs> just juggling them. And Ditto. Apparently the Ditto oh, one, Ditto? it would have been, it would have had steel coat or something, I think is what I read earlier. So it would have been yeah. like a Ditto, but like with protection. Okay. So, uh, you know, you, you, anyone can like smush up that Ditto, but put a steel uh, coat on it. It is perfect as is. 
Uh, Murkrow, do you remember Murkrow? Mm-hmm. Apparently his hat was originally going to be like just a pure witch's hat. Oh. Just like the little kind of... That would have been good. I can't remember what it has now. Kind of like so, little... It kind of looks like... Um, I'm doing like the gesture. Uh, I, fedora. I it's like a fedora. <laughs> um, Togepi apparently didn't have an evolution to start with. They were happy just calling it... Togepi? What did you say? Is this podcast just going to become you correcting Hi, me pronouncing um, Pokemon? Welcome to I call Ponyta. I call Ponyta for a good ten years. I call Ponyta Ponyata. So this is just going to be that just terrible. I can't. I don't know all the names properly. Togepi. It feels really. It feels like this paints me in a very bad light. I, is this the way you want to continue? Is this what you want to continue this thing? I'm sorry. You're just going to point out all the mistakes. I got you. My name's Sarah Grayley, and I'm going to point out every mistake that's made. Um. Houndor and Houndoom were originally going to be fire um, types. Houndoom. I hate actually. This. this is awful. <laughs> uh, Weeping Bell had a branched evolution. Okay. So that could have, like, it was going to have, like, a thing that it could um, perhaps evolve to if it was holding a certain item, which I think was the Poison Stone. Um, poison Stone? Is that a It thing? would have been a Poison Stone. Um, so Umbreon, Gloom, and Weeping Bell's branch evolutions would have come from Poison Stones. I guess Gloom would have had a... a, tan- a Wait, is, is Poison well. Stone a thing that actually exists now? I don't think it does, it no. A, yeah. I think maybe they were going to have more of an emphasis on poison and poison type, but I don't think, ever, I don't think that ever came to be. Because I've always wondered, because there's like, there's certain um, Eevee evolutions that have never come up, so there's never been like a rock type, there's never been a poison type. Um, fighting type, I guess? <laughs> I think that's it. I think there's been every other Eevee so far. Oh, can we bring it back to the to the Go game? Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's take it all the way back. All the way Favorite. back. What have you got to say about what we finished talking about? And it's like, can you evolve the Pikachu or the Eevee? I don't think you can, though. Oh, what? I mean, maybe it's... the Eevee. No, I, yeah. I don't think you can because the whole the whole thing is like it's like with Pokemon Yellow, you can never evolve that um, the Pikachu that you started with. So I think that's the whole thing that. It's fine going around with a little Pikachu on your shoulder, but if you put that as to like a full on Raichu, apparently. Um, I think it's limited to the first 151 Pokemon in that game, but apparently okay. there's a whole... Um, you might be able to have the um, the Alolan evolutions they introduced with Pokemon Sun and Moon. So yeah. you might be able to get like the Alolan Rattata and stuff like that. So they're kind of still keeping some of that stuff on, in line. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I think that's Pokemon talk done. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all the, all the good things that I've found about Pokemon. I mean, I could I could talk for days about Pokemon, but we should. But that's not news. Yeah, news that's not. this week. So, um, other cool stuff this week. Um, there's a new Cartoon Network trailer out for something called Summer Camp Island by Julia Pot. That looks very really cute. good. Very I feel like chill. it has like that same kind of like vibe that the Adventure Zone outro has. I want to say mm. where it's kind of very nice and chill, and it looks really cool. It looks like kind of magical and nice i don't know i just read um vera brosgall's new book which was all about kind of like summer camp and stuff so yeah. i feel like that would that could make add some spooky stuff to that and it would make a great tv have show you, so. have you ever been to summer camp um, i went on a lot of scout camps mm-hmm. so i did lots of that stuff but i don't think it's like i don't know how much like an american summer camp that is okay in other news there's a new fallout game that's being announced oh oh um <laughs> although like Spoiler alert, we, we bought Fallout 4 when it first came out, and we were also like, we we're also happy and hyped to play it. And then I think I only spent about an hour and a half playing it. Yeah, we also got the same witch cursed us. Yeah, the same witch that cursed Sarah <laughs> to never complete a Pokemon game also cursed the both of us, saying we can't play more than an hour and a half of Fallout 4. Which is really annoying, because it was really good. Like, I like how you could play, like, um... You can play music in game on your little, your little wrist doodad. Yeah. Which has a real name, which I don't know. Um... 
And if you play music from Spotify for your PS4, it plays that music instead. Oh, so I was just, I was just running around listening to whatever I wanted. I my feel little playlists. My whole experience with the Fallout franchise is like just watching you play <laughs> <laughs> over that hour and a half. Maybe not even an hour and a half. Yeah. Look, uh, or or yeah, yeah. I, I think our whole, I think the whole aim was that we were going to take it in turns and play it, and then we kind of just sat down and played it that first time, and then never went back to it. We should really go back to it. It does look like a really weird, cool game, and. The whole atmosphere of it was really good. Yeah. Build a little settlement. Okay. For, all the, for the, all the survivors, all the people who want a place to live. It's just there's so many good games out, you know. I can only commit to so much. I can only That's commit true. to just playing Splatoon on repeat. Yeah, you really do get your mind like- on Splatoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my, my gameplay style is I'll, I'll play one game forever. No other games. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, it's, so that, it Binding of Isaac, Don't Starve. Stardew Valley. Oh, Study Valley, yeah. I'm I'm very excited for Spyro to come out, but Spyro that's not news this week, so Spyro can wait. Yeah, that's we'll true. talk about Spyro in the uh, future. News this week. News okay. this week. So I'd written down to talk about Paul Rudd being in a Sonic film, oh, but yeah. like stop the presses, there's been a further development. Oh, okay. So the Sonic film is actually it's happening, it's due to be released November next year. So this is already in like pre production and stuff apparently. Um James Marsden is gonna be the star. So he's like um he's like the good the good um, cowboy boy from Westworld. Okay. Oh, is like the, he the, the, the one that's kind of sad? Out, he hangs out with the blonde lady. He's kind of like a little he bit sad. He always gets it. killed. Oh. Um, he's also he was oh, also spoilers. So- <laughs> it happens in the first episode. If you haven't watched Westworld. A man will get killed, and then he'll get killed a whole bunch probably. Are um, I don't remember what happened in the first series of Westworld. Um, he's also Cyclops from X Men, the X Men movie franchise. Okay. So possibly okay. better known from that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, apparently he's going to be the star of the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog film, but apparently he... I Did you ever see the film Hop that came out? What? It was a CGI film involving rabbits. Okay. But no, I think I it was also not. live action as well, and I think he starred in that as a live action boy with a cartoon. Uh, like so a CGI got, rabbit. So. On his resume, he's like, I always hang out with so, his live action. I don't know what he's going to be, but he's going to be starring in a film that's apparently going to mix CGI and live action with Sonic the Hedgehog. I hope he's Sonic the Hedgehog's boyfriend. That's what. I, that's the only way I'm going to see this. Girl. I don't think. I, re- I don't think that's going to happen. I don't <laughs> think might. that's going to be the way it's going to go. And it could. all the rumors were that when it was Paul Rudd meant to be in it. I mean, to be fair, I've not read a news thing that says that Paul Rudd's not in this Sonic Ooh, film. He might be in it as well. He might. But be he was being boyfriend. He was being um, pitched as being like a, a detective or something, or like yeah. a police person. I, do you think they saw that uh, Pikachu, Detective Pikachu, was having a movie, and they're like? Well, yeah, well, me too. It's always like, <laughs> that was what I was about to say. Um, Anything that Nintendo do, I can do as both, well. Sega. Both of those things are going to come out the same year, though. They're both scheduled for 2019. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So you've got Detective Pikachu with Ryan Reynolds as the voice of Detective Pikachu, of course. And then you've got this new Sonic film with James Marsden being in it. I haven't said who's going to be the voice of Sonic, though. So it's do they me. go? It's going to be me. <laughs> My name's Sonic the Hedgehog. This is what I sound like. Toot toot, gotta go speedy. <laughs> this is horrible. Are we gonna watch both of these films? I hate this, we're probably gonna watch gonna both watch of these Nieper. films. Well, let's be real, that Detective Pikachu game came out, and I was like, I'm gonna argue about getting it, and then I never got it. So maybe Detective Pikachu will be at the sun room, maybe we'll just, we'll just glance <gasps> at it and then glance away. We gotta choose one. Choose no? Nintendo or Sega. No, no, no. We will see both. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh that, that's that's long gone. We'll get okay. to that. All right. We'll get to that in my segment in a bit. Ooh. Um. So yeah. Um. There's a whole slate of video game films for next year. Then 2019. Mm-hmm. 
Both of which... I don't know. This is the thing, right? So, this is kind of like a semi-segment, I guess. Um, both of those films could be really good. Mm-hmm. However... Yeah, however... The question is... The question is... Has there ever been a good video game film? Oh! Which I feel like shouldn't still be a question to ask in the year 2018. There have been video game films being made now for at least about 20 years. Because mm-hmm. I think the Super Mario film that came out when I, I was a little baby child, that was like... That's one of the first that I can okay, remember. Wait, wait. Has there been a good live-action video game film, or just a good video game live film? Live-action, because the, po- the Pokemon, Pokemon ones have done animated films. I don't think we can count those, because that's already... They already had their TV series. That's just a longer version of the TV series. That's Ooh, like, hot take. Not live-action. Let's say live-action <laughs> remake. Live-action recreations um, of video game properties. I can't even think of, like, gritty ones. I mean, wasn't there... Doom the movie. Have you Doom seen the Doom? movie with The Rock. Wait, have you seen it? I'm not. Is this it is, good? This is more of a, no. I'm not seen either. <laughs> I'm more like, what have you seen? Uh, what can I haven't. You bring to this? I don't think I have. Like, I remember Final Fantasy being in the cinemas. Oh, that wasn't. That was like uh, CGI though. So I feel like that was just a big cutscene. That oh. was basically like no, no, no. Wait, that's not me slamming on Final Fantasy. Oh. I'm just saying that that comes under animation. Burn. Like, and Final Fantasy already had always had good cutscenes, so oh, okay. I liked it. I um, really enjoyed both of the Final. Films I I've can't seen. think. What, what live-action video game movies uh, are I've there? I've got some noted down. Oh, okay, all right. Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie. I don't think I watched that. It was, it was all right. Was I okay. don't remember much it about right. it. Okay. I feel like it was just an action film, but like one of those kind of action films you watch and then don't really remember anything about. Oh, that doesn't sound like a good rating. Yeah. Um. There's Super Mario with Bob Hoskins, which is okay. Like. Apparently there was like a lot of troubled development when they made that film, like a Uh-oh. lot of sort of stuff where there was like a lot of rewrites, a lot of people weren't happy with what was going on at the whole time. But I gotta give them credit for making a film that was like super weird and dark and nothing like what Super Mario was like at all. So apparently so, Nintendo were not pleased with it. As does well. that is that like a staff approval? Has this film that's like a staff kind of like looking back? I remember watching it when I was like really young. I couldn't go to the cinema to see it because I think it was a twelve, and I think I was only like about <gasps> oh, no. nine or ten or something at the time. But um, I got it on the video. I got it from the video shop. Remember video shops? <laughs> you could get it from Blockbuster. Um, we didn't have a Blockbuster in my little village. Wow. Wow. Please. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it was... I don't know how, how much I even enjoyed it at the time. It was just very weird. Like, yeah. the little the little Goomba things. You know what they look like in the game? Yeah. Tiny little sort mm-hmm. of, like, mushroom-esque yeah. things. Angry. They were, like, huge, big dinosaurs wearing big coats with tiny heads. It was very okay. weird. They took a I lot of creative licenses with that. So they had these little wind-up bubble things, just like the video game. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted one, but I don't think they ever released them as a toy. But it was, like, literally just, like, this perfect little, like, bubble thing with little yeah. wind-up legs. And it ended up, like... Thing. Well, they, I think they exploded, but obviously the toy ones wouldn't explode. But they never made them, and I've, I've tried searching far high and wide. And low. Yeah. yeah, well, high and low. I've searched high and low, far and wide, all of those things. Oh. Um, I've got Street Fighter written down. Um, uh. That had John Paul, John Paul Van Damme. Is it John Paul Van Damme? What's the guy's name? I don't know. John Claude Van Damme, uh, Kylie Minogue, and Raul Julia. Raul Julia was um, he played. Uh, uh, Gomez oh and the Adams okay. family. Yeah, but that was like I liked it when I was younger, but I've watched it more recently, and it's a very, very cheesy film. Okay, but I, I don't know if I'd count it as a good film. I'd count it as like when I was very younger, I thought it was cool. Okay, <laughs> um, and then I've got Resident Evil written down. Oh, because like I like that. I like that film. I don't know if I'd like it when rewatching it. Maybe it's probably hadn't. I have a feeling it probably hasn't aged well. Yeah, have you seen it? Because we were talking about I've the elevator scene. 
I hate the, I don't remember the elevator scene. I remember the bit with all the lasers and the the, the boy gets. Oh, spoilers! Oh, for this really old film. It's an old. It's such an old film. I'm not going to apologize for spoilers from Resident um, Evil. It's not I, that. It's not that good of a film. I I enjoy. I remember enjoying it. I remember then watching all the following Resident Evil films and being like, I'm having a bad time. This isn't good at all. They had. Um, I remember a Slipknot music video being on Kerrang all the time. Oh, yeah. And it was like interspersed with bits from the film. And I think they showed that scene with all the lasers coming towards the person, but they didn't show what happened. So oh. thanks, Slipknot. You should. <laughs> You, you piqued my interest, and then when I finally saw that film, I was so, so sad, because it was so, so gory. Aww. I don't know what I think of Resident Evil as a whole franchise, though. Because, like, Resident Evil 4 I really enjoyed as a video game, but then Resident Evil 5 felt totally... I don't know. It was like... It felt a bit more action-y. The setting was a bit weird. Was there... Is it 7, the latest one that came out that you can play 7 is the one that's too spooky. Yeah, we... I can't do it. <laughs> I remember being very excited for that game and buying it and then being too afraid to play it. So that was cool. Good good job, me. I'm very good at buying video games and then not playing them. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, the whole premise of this podcast is that we both have things to talk about oh, a bit more in depth. And yeah. so I feel like because we were just talking about a fairly spooky video game film... Oh. Do you want to talk about your similarly spooky video game oh gosh okay so i'm gonna go first oh i'm nervous yeah. all right so we're gonna, yeah we're gonna our themes video games and we're gonna talk about things i've decided my choice uh is house of the dead 2 ooh. which is very very spooky so uh i did a little bit of research my sources are wikipedia um i watched a playthrough on youtube and I just did some general Googling, so that's not really a source, is can it? I, can I ask a question? Yes. Why not House of the Dead 1? Okay, I... What's so good about 2? <laughs> 2 was good because it was there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I had 2. <laughs> I mean, House of the Dead 2, that came out in uh, 1998, so it's actually nearly 20 years old in oh, November. Wow. But we're recording this in June, so can't celebrate just yet, it's not... 20 just yet yeah that's always an old game and it shows it shows so (laughs) hard um but yeah i think it was i was i saw the arcade i came across the arcade version for first so there's a lot of house of the dead arcade versions out there and stuff but um maybe it's at the local cinema or maybe i went bowling a lot (laughs) but uh, i remember being a kid and seeing it and playing it um i don't know how old i was maybe not old enough to play it What's what's? Gosh, I should have I should have googled what the age rate rating was. I mean, they don't really have age ratings on. That's if you're in if you're in like the they? cinema or the bowling alley, because like it's kind of weird that we don't have like arcades in general most places yeah. now. We get them kind of as like these weird add-ons to bowling alleys or an add-on to the entranceway of the cinema. But I, I guess if you go to the seaside, maybe. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I see. We don't see arcades anymore attached uh, to cinemas, do you? No, not really. I mean, there was. That one quiz machine at the the cinema we went to the other day. Yeah, but if I can't shoot a zombie, does it count? Yeah, no. I feel like that's more the kind of thing they've stolen from, like, a pub or a bar or something as well, where it's got, like, deal or no deal, the trivia game, and stuff like that. So maybe that's just what arcades are now. It's, it's that little the little machine in the corner of the pub next to the, the gambling machines. Did you When you went bowling, did you also set aside time to go in the arcade area? Yes. Okay, good, good. And it was, always, it, was always, it was almost always usually a light gun game as well, because I think that those are like... Oh, what were the other ones? It was like Time... Time Crisis. Yeah, yes. that's the one that we, I think that's the one that was like most in, most of the cinemas and like things in the West Midlands had Time Crisis. I don't think I ever saw any House of the Dead, the Dead ones. It was always what? Time Crisis. Like always, it was like everywhere in the West Midlands just went, <laughs> we're going to get one of these games 
Hey, is, are you getting time crisis? We're all getting time crisis. Everyone, time crisis. Oh, and it was it was always time crisis. A lot of House of the Dead. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you. Woof. Um, but yeah, I so I remember always playing that in the arcade and stuff. Um, and it came out on Dreamcast. Uh, so you you know, gosh, a little chunky boy, little chunky boy. Um, my friend, my friends had like the Dreamcast, and they had the light guns and stuff. So I remember going, and they had like a really big TV. Uh, nice. My my friends had. I think I think they were rich. <laughs> I remember going in that house and being like, "Wow!" But um, <laughs> a light gun in every room. <laughs> but um, yeah, we I'd go around that house and we'd play House of the Dead, and I remember being too scared. Oh, so no. I think I'm trying to think how old I was. Like maybe I was in primary school, so maybe I was eleven. Yeah, let's say eleven. So, okay. but um, I also. I remember then buying a Dreamcast a little later. I Whoa. think it was 20... How much pocket money did you have? 20 quid. Oh, I what? think I was 15 or something. It Wait, d- what? A Dreamcast for 20 pounds? I think so. Oh, my God. Maybe I never got. More. I guess, like, they kind of went really cheap. And, like, when they stopped making them, they kind of, like, made them more cheap in game shops and stuff. It, it did not work very well. Like, oh, sometimes no. <laughs> it would just... You'd be playing a game and it would just stop working. So I bought, I bought a Dreamcast and I had... I borrowed I borrowed my copy of House of the Dead 2 from the rich people, oh, no. <laughs> my rich friends. But yeah, um, so you play at home. And so I've completed it a couple of times. I yeah. remember loving it. I remember always inviting my friends over and being like, oh, do you want to play House of the Dead 2? Uh, I was much better with the controller than the light gun. So I would always be like, you can have the light gun. You're welcome. And then I'd play on the controller and be really awesome at Wait, it. How does it work with a controller? Um, so it's just you kind of, gosh, how would you describe the Dreamcast controller? You, did you have a Dreamcast? I never did. I played the oh, one that you, you had when we got, first started going out. You could have bought one, 20 quid. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Really like, what was I doing? I bought, I bought my five-pound well, five GameCube instead. <laughs> um, yeah, so I remember the, like, the Dreamcast controller was pretty much the same as regular controller, right? Yeah. Like a little analog stick. And... So you just move the analog stick around the screen. Oh, like so that. instead of having to aim a gun, you just like move your, your yeah. reticule, reticule I'm, around. I'm safe to assume everyone knows what a light gun is, right? Yeah, it was like a plastic gun that made your screen flash and somehow registered that as a How thing. How much fun. How much they were fun. great. I once borrowed a Die Hard one from a friend when I was growing up for PlayStation Ooh. for the PlayStation 1. Yeah. And I found the spoiler alert if you're really bad at aiming a gun, which I'd never really aimed like a gun at any point, and I probably still haven't to this day. If you go right up to the TV, <laughs> really easy. That's basically easy mode. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just a little spo- just a little tip for you if you ever want to go back to the House of the Dead lifestyle. Just I mean, I, you know, after researching and stuff, I do want to play it again. So, but I do not know where yeah. a Dreamcast is. I imagine it's probably more broken. Last time I saw it, I think it got like tanned by the sun. It was, it was very really, mustard. It was so yellowy. Yeah, that's, yeah, I remember that. It was, the, the, it was the the. I think you owned quite a few games consoles when we first started going out. And I think that was the uh, the yellowiest. I had a lot of old game consoles because they were twenty quid, yeah. <laughs> so I could just kind of recruit them. I had Sega set, and I I grew up like on Sega. Um, and I kind of got. I bought an. I had a Nintendo 64, a Pikachu Nintendo 64, just to solely play Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon Snap. What is that face? Do you want to know something sad? Yeah, give me the sad news. You know how TVs nowadays are more fancy <gasps> than old TVs? Yeah. And they're made with different kind of technology. Uh huh. Apparently, light guns don't work with new TVs. Oh, no. <laughs> well, there don't... might be like. There might be some way to get them to work, but I think just a standard. Um, apparently high definition TVs have such a fast refresh rate it's impossible to play any light gun games on them Uh-oh. so that's kind of sad well what about, oh, no. what about the because uh, House of the Dead also it came out on the Wii U that you oh yeah I think they used that was, three. I think that was like different te- technology 
I think so. I hope so. I really want to yeah. play it. Have we got a Wii U anywhere? Yeah. Somewhere. Have, why? What? Have we got a Wii U? <laughs> I'm just... The Switch... It's the Nintendo Switch has come along. And yeah. Like, that's I'm, all I care I guess about it used, now. like... Because the Wiimote did the whole pointing at the TV thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was just a... It was like, it used that technology instead. Look, just bring House of the Dead out on the Switch. I will buy it again. But yeah. <laughs> there probably is, like, a load of remastered versions, maybe. I, I did watch a trailer for uh, House of the Dead 1. <laughs> those graphics oh, no. are even worse. Wait, that so, came out in 1996, though, so, I, you know, can't how, give it too much so stick. So, taking this from, like... So, when I, when I used to play, like, these games in the arcade, mm-hmm. and, let's say, for Time Crisis... I probably lasted maybe just past the first level before getting completely destroyed and then not getting not playing again because I didn't mm. probably have enough money to put in for another credit. Yeah. How how much longer you say you completed House of the Dead too? How much longer is the whole game compared to like say if like say if my, my skill ability <laughs> will get me to like the end of the first bit? Yeah. How many bits are there in like a whole run through of this you, kind of you game? You know what? So the I watched a playthrough, I clicked through it and stuff. Um but the time stamp on that was 33 minutes. So oh, wow. that's actually not much game to yeah. it. Also, on House of the Dead 2, you, so you go through the game and you get these bosses at the end of each level. It's it's an auto-scroller, right? Is that the word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just scrolls through. You can take different paths if you shoot things. Like, there's a key on the floor. If you shoot that key, you go a different route than what you would go otherwise. Yeah, yeah. But um, you have this... You have, I think there's, like, three bosses, and they just keep repeating them. What kind, kind of bosses? Thing. What are the three bosses? Okay, uh, so also uh, each boss is named after a tarot card. So they have real names? Yeah, they have real okay, names. Apart from it. the first one, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember what it's called now, but it has it has like, this big lumbering headless thing with an axe and then a small little bat thing. Yeah. And the bat thing's got a name, can't remember what it is. And the big, the big boss is called Carl. Carl? <laughs> with a U in it. So Wait, I don't, what? Yeah, it's like... Carl U? No, K U A R L. I don't know if Girl. that. I didn't. I didn't realize they they were named after tarot cards. Also, I, spent I don't a think long there's time. a tarot card called Curl. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> I, I know the other ones are called Strength. Um, nope, that's it. <laughs> I forgot the Magician. Um, I think maybe there's five bosses, maybe six. Am but I spelling Curl right? I'm, I am. Yeah. I think, I think it's. I think that's just a House of the Dead two thing. That's all it's coming up as. I remember finding it quite funny. Zeal and Coral, 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 Zeal. Apparently, Zeal's the name of the little doodad. What tarot card is that? Then I don't know. Maybe maybe they only decided on the whole tarot card thing after the first area. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, we've run out of our good names. We need to make some more. Um, tarot cards are named things. That's the thing. Steal those <laughs> names. Um, but I feel like I should talk more about House of the Two, the game itself. Okay, so your two agents, or maybe one agent, if you're only playing one player. I don't oh, think yeah. this game is very fun. One player, by does the it, way. Does it change the diff- Does it change the amount of bad guys if you're playing it two player? Or I don't think so. Um, that sounds horrible. <laughs> basically, you have like your your one guy, and he's going to talk either way. So it's either he, he's talking to himself, he's playing through the game, or you talk to your friend. I like he's like kind of like summing it up, like telling you what's going on. We're meeting G over there, I think, okay. as the open line. <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think one of my favourite things about House of the Dead 2 is the really awful voice acting. I feel really bad to dunk on the voice actors, but it's just, hello, we are in the House of the Also, they're not in a house. They're not in a house. Oh, yeah. Maybe the first one, they're in a house. I haven't played the first one. That's kind of weird, isn't it? And I believe the first one's actually set in a mansion, but Mansion of the Dead is just not, hmm, yeah. it's okay, it's all right. 
That, if anything, that's what I, I would have called the sequel. I guess it was <laughs> different times. But basically, I did write down some notes, and all my notes are um, about the voice acting. It's just the voice acting. <laughs> it's a bit it's more. bad. It's awful. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, you you know, you, you start in LA, there's a bunch of monsters. Not many people, um, but, you know, you have to save them and stuff. That's like, oh, this person gets chased by a zombie, try and kill the zombie before the zombie eats them. Um the playthrough I watched, the guy shot. There's like some. Sh- oh, our cat's in the in the room, knocking stuff over. He feels very. He's got a lot of emotions <laughs> about House of the Dead and the voice acting. I think Wilson cares deeply about House of the Dead. But uh, yeah, you're supposed to try and shoot all the zombies before they kill everyone. There's not many people in the sea. Um, the playthrough I watched, the dude shot the kid in the head, like, a lot. What? No, because I've, I've played this with you a few times. Like, I feel like you're not meant to do that. No, you're not. But I think as well, as when you shoot, if you shoot a person, you lose a life. Yeah. But uh, apparently if you save... I think you've got to save a bunch of people to get a life, to gain a life. Yeah, because it's an arcade game. They want to get that money. Mm. So... <laughs> Um, and once you complete the level and stuff, you got you scroll through the level, you shoot zombies, you do a big taro boss. Um, then you, <laughs> it pans through the level, and all the people you saved wave at you, which is cute. That sounds so, great. Unless you only save like one person, and that person just flips you off. <laughs> that person's just like real state. <laughs> um, but yeah, the voice acting's so funny. Um, yeah. So I would recommend just watching House of the Dead 2. Wait, is it play. funny or is it bad? Because you've described it's it as both now. so bad it's funny. <laughs> um, that's good, that's good. The main bad guy is called Goldman, and he's all like, I am doing the zombies, friends. Like, he refers to everyone. He's, there's always friends on the end, so... Wait, he's doing the zombies? I don't remember the dialogue. I just remember he says friends a lot. Wait, but what's the context? I'm not Goldman's friend. Huh? What's the con- what what is he you mean he's making the zombies? I think so. I like know, he's God. he's mad. I think great storytelling cuz I I think this is what the story is. I yeah. played the game a lot. So, I have a pain. Hold idea. on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Spoiler alert, 20 years ago. Oh, gosh, yeah. Watch <laughs> Just out. in case anyone's going past yeah, an old never... arcade and they're still <laughs> still repping House of the Dead 2 rather than one of the newer ones. Spoiler alert, here we go. Yeah, I think he's basically, he's mad at mankind, so he's got all these zombies and he's like, zombies will kill everyone and make the world great again. So Where did he get all the zombies from? Cooked them up himself. Just got them. <laughs> Just got made them, them. Picked them up. Been made collecting them. them over years. Got my, a bunch of zombies. My Don't favorite thing about the zombies is they all look the same. I mean, there's different oh, zombies, no. but the main zombie I'd probably say is the shirtless jeans man. Ugh, who's I know them balding. well. Yeah, as I usually get them in about like three three shirtless men. I mean, whenever I'm walking around w- walking around town, I'm always going, "Well, there's all the shirtless jeans <laughs> men. They're all, they're everywhere." So of course they'd be the. Some, some, yeah. Something I did learn, uh, I had not picked up on this before, I think because of how bad the graphics were. Sorry, it's it's a 20-year-old game, though. It's fine. The graphics were probably really cool 20 years ago, maybe. Yeah. But, mm. Um, mm. Um, so basically, you're like, we're meeting G over there. There's some dialogue. That's how it sounds. Um, you're good. in your car, you drive up. Oh, there's zombies. So you shoot them down, and you hop into the library, and G is on the floor. He hands you a square. Turns out that's a manual oh. with all the monsters on that show you the weak points. I had no idea what was going on. I did not learn this until Wait, 20 minutes ago. What? So yeah. it's like they give you a little like handy tips manual that you can just consult and go, oh, well, that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the wow. graphics are so bad. I had no idea he was handing you a book. Yeah. Um, but That's so sad. I'm the, so sorry that that happened to you. <laughs> I think the worst thing is as well, it's like, G's on the floor. It just looks like it's having a sit down. 
Uh, but you know, you leave him on the floor. Um, then he's, th- he's having a casual zombie picnic. The thing is, that you ain't gonna leave G. He's gonna get eaten. But does you just leave him. Does he get eaten? I don't know. Gosh, I don't know. And you never find out. Um, but there's further on. You go, you scroll through the game and stuff, and there's bloodstains on the floor, and you go, "Geez, bloodstains!" And it's like, I just saw G. He was fine, wasn't Wait, covered in blood. I think that that might have been the storytelling that told you that G's gone. <laughs> G's not coming back. Um, That's so sad. Yes, it's fun. I really like that game. I, I don't remember even know G. I huh? felt really sad for him. Um, so yeah, I I remember then getting the game, borrowing the game, never returning the game inviting my friends over to play the game and being really good at it because I would have the controller and they'd have the light gun. So <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I'm so good at this game. <laughs> We're friends. <laughs> I'm a good friend. Um, but yeah, uh, I did I did look up uh, quickly to see if there was any of the arcade machines for sale for House okay. of Dead 2. Okay. I don't know where we'd put it. I don't think we can fit an arcade machine of that size but okay I'm interested how much so, how much are we talking alright I looked on eBay I looked at complete, uh, completed listings so one sold for £205 wait what that's it was tagged Man Cave sold <laughs> on <Nuts and Nuts. laughs> so, oh my gosh <laughs> I guess you put it in your cave yeah um, for men only uh, it was sold March 9th so just just a well, few like this bit- year Mm-hmm. So we missed that, and this was in was this in the UK? I don't think we missed out because here are some oh. notes. Oh, yeah, it was in the UK from Derby, 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 Derby. Derby. That's Derbyshire. close. Yeah, could it could have been ours? But uh, can be converted back to two player if you can get another gun. So oh. one of the guns was missing. Oh. Sure, it comes with two guns. So I don't know where the gun went. I mean, did you see that picture from MCM convention where it was the two people walking around and they had the Time Crisis guns coming from... I think they were dressed as, like, the Time Crisis people. So, obviously, and they had like, cosplayers. Yeah, so yeah. Some, some, those bloody cosplayers, they stole all our guns. Gun. I think uh, my favourite notes are, works only with old 50p and £1 coins. Oh. Um, but also... Uh, da, 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 da. I mean, as long as you no one. No key for cash box. Oh. So, I think the coins go in, but they don't come out. <laughs> There's a lot of problems with this. <laughs> yeah. uh, very heavy. We'll need at least three people to lift into van or transport. But well. it's only got one gun, so you have to take it in turns. So you play one player, and then you lament that you've had to buy a load of old 50p's and old pound coins, and then you're never going to get them back. Not that you could even use them. Not that the bank would probably take them. I mean, I guess you'd have... There's got to be some way of getting keys for these things, probably. Well, you know, that, I guess that's why it was so cheap. Were there any more, or...? Um... What, any more for sale? Were there any more for sale? I mean, I feel pretty safe that our £205 is <laughs> safe with us. I don't think this is going to be a thing that happens. Yeah, I would I would spend a little more, I think, for two guns and yeah. a key to the cash box. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to play. I'd love to play it on I mean, the arcade again. It must be like a way of saying it just to be free play or something. Mate, what? Free player? Free play, like... Oh, free play, yeah, yeah. In. I think so, so too. as long as you figure out that. Oh, there was, there was also a note being like... No sound. Maybe the sound when you put the coins in. I don't know. It's been in storage for a while. So someone, someone was like, oh, hey, I've got this broken, broken machine, but please, three of someone, you come and take it away from me. Someone bought it, so I mean, could have been us. Maybe we missed wasn't. out. That sounds like a really good price, but a really broken game. I know that you can buy the newer House of the Dead arcade machines, but they're a couple of grand. But also, I think the graphics are probably nicer. Maybe that's the voice true. acting is fair. Maybe that's something we need to look into just for more of like a play it on the Wii U kind of deal. Oh, so you don't wanna you don't wanna buy the big arcade machine and put it somewhere in the house. Where would we put it? 
I don't Kitchen. know where we would put it. Yeah, like, yeah just like forget, forget, forget cooking, forget food, forget. We put anything. it in the man cave that we have. Let's build a man cave Let's build it. for it's... all of our men. <laughs> well, we have to put them somewhere. Oh, um, okay. So yeah, that's that's. I guess that's my segment over. On thank you for that. You're welcome. That tour through House of the Dead too. Yeah, I it hope was, it was listenable. <laughs> it was spooky as heck. Okay, your turn. Okay, uh, my segment for this week is, um, it's about the video game console that I grew up with, that was the only video game console I had for, like, the first, like, five, four or five years, I think, I was playing video games. Yeah. It is the one and only, my childhood favourite, the Sega Game Gear. Wow. So, the Sega Game Gear was, it was the competitor console to Nintendo's Game Boy, and <laughs> it boasted... It boasts such amazing features as a color screen. Ooh. Ooh. And also, and this is probably the reason it has probably its biggest downfall, it had a backlit screen as well. Yeah. So you want to be playing, like, Sonic the Hedgehog on, you know, in the middle of the night? You can do that. But don't plan on using batteries, because uh, the battery life for the Nintendo, for the Nintendo, for the Sega Game Gear was probably, like, about two hours maybe with a oh, set of fresh batteries um batteries it used aa batteries which is a good thing typical mm-hmm. batteries do you do you know or do you want to guess how many it used six it used six batteries oh hell yeah six <laughs> batteries so as a comparison i think the original game boy just used two yeah it was two aa batteries it might be four it was two on the, the game big boy color one. I th- yeah, I think the I think the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy Pocket used less batteries. I want to say the original Game Boy might have been four because I think it was like a whole big. Back I did panel. not have one of those. Either way, four is a lot smaller of a number than, <laughs> than six. So um, when I first started the Game Gear, my my parents did the very clever thing and they thought ahead and they bought an AC adapter for it. So that was mm-hmm. like a little plug plug into the plug socket, plug it into the top of the Game Gear, and hurrah! You never need to use batteries unless you're going travelling or whatever. And I don't think I was travelling all that much when I was at that point. I was a very small child. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I always used to play it plugged in, which is great. So yeah. I could play Sonic all to my heart's content, and I wasn't very good at it. And these are the these are the days before like save points and stuff like that. So I'd get so far in the game and then die, and then have to start all the way over from the start again, which is always thrilling. But um, yeah, so the first Christmas that I had a Game Gear, I had it came with a plug, thankfully, so no battery woes. And I remember playing a lot of um, I, I played a lot of a game called Columns. Have you ever played okay. Columns? It's kind of like. Um, Kind of like Tetris, but no, with jewels. Oh, fancy! Like bejeweled. Yeah, mm, but yeah, not it was like kind of like bejeweled. It was like a whole kind of thing of like get a load of shapes together and they disappear kind of thing. So a precursor to bejeweled, let's say. And then um, I had a game called Aerial Assault, Aerial Assault, which was like kind of like a side scroll, um, side scrolling shoot 'em up game. I think I did play that. It was good. It was like a, you're like this little like playing you're like shooting things and you can get all these power-ups so yeah instead of like sure little that. instead yeah. of the little dots you fire like three dots at a time and then you Ooh. start playing like firing little missiles that look like palm trees it was very weird yeah but that was a good game and um i always used to play that with my with my dad like passing it to and fro you play like, it with playing your a, papa playing, yeah, like playing like a level each it was really good and um um so like my my birthday's in march so mm-hmm. from the point that i had a game gear at christmas to my birthday in march I was very eager to get a Sonic the Hedgehog game because I absolutely loved Sonic the Hedgehog at that point. I was like reading Sonic the Comic all the time. I was reading like all like the game reviews for Nintendo, like for Nintendo for Sega consoles, even though I didn't have a Sega Wait, console to that point. How old were you? I was like five or six years old. So was I even born? Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, like 
I was I, I I found out very quickly that there was a Sonic the Hedgehog game for the Game Gear, mm-hmm. and so I I think I must have like pleaded with my parents to have it for my birthday, which is like three months later, and. I think I was aware that my parents had bought the game for my birthday. Mm-hmm. So there was this weird kind of situation, which was, I think on a Monday night, my mum would do like after work aerobics mm-hmm. in Wolverhampton. Yeah. And my sister would go to Rainbow Guides. Yeah. And there was this weird little gap of time between when my dad dropped off my sister at Rainbow Guides to when he would have to go pick up my mum. Yeah. And in that little slot of time, like about 10, 15 minutes, he would come back and he would let me play like 10, 15 minutes of Sonic on the Game Gear before having it for my birthday officially. See, that's, that's, I don't think that's very good. <laughs> I love it. It's like, like, it's a really fun memory that I have. I think it was really good. Were you, were you a hell child though? I wasn't a hell child. I was a good boy. Oh, your dad just really wanted to yeah, play Yeah, I think, I, me- I mean, I think, I think I was a good boy. My mum <laughs> told me a story recently of when I was two years old and when she was pregnant with my sister, I apparently locked her out in the garden. <laughs> and I don't remember that at all. So maybe I kind of had my moments because that doesn't really fit in with me being a little good boy in my head. Maybe I had my moments. But um, the yeah, only so thing to calm you down the, was Sonic the Hedgehog. The only thing that would calm me down. I do remember <laughs> getting told to put the video games away a lot when I was younger. But um, yeah, so... Um, you mentioned before about the whole battery thing and having like a power adapter. The power adapter, because I was using this so much, the power adapters kept wearing out. So, you know, when you have like headphones and you, one of the headphones will start going and you have to keep waggling yeah. into position. I had that with the AC adapter. Oh, and no. I think every time it happened. No. Wait, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to lose your game? Did your thing just turn off? No, no, no. Like, that's like, that's standard. That would happen. Like, but like, these, this is the time when games wouldn't have save states or anything. So. Yeah. It was always kind of a lot more throwaway. If my game ended, oh, well, that's like the hundredth time I played that game. Um, this was more of a thing that every time it happened, we would take the, the AC adapter back. We For some reason, we kept all the boxes and stuff back in these days. So yeah. we would keep we would take the AC adapter back to Electronics Boutique or wherever wherever shop was back then that sold video games. Yeah. And my mum would argue, oh, it stopped working. It's faulty. Can we have a replacement? And so this happened, I think, about three times over the years. <laughs> And each time they were fine, like exchanging for like a new adapter. And then one day they were like, you've already done this like three times. You can't have any more AC adapters. Yeah. So instead of my mum shelling out, I don't remember how much they would have been, probably about £10 back in those days for just an official like AC adapter. And back in those days, £10 was worth one million. Yeah, maybe it wasn't £10, maybe it was more like a fiver. Um, my mum my brought, I don't, I don't want to put this on my mum, maybe it was my dad. So one of one of my parents bought this like it was a kind of a like thirty and one power adapter. Yeah. So it was like a power adapter, and it came with a wire that came with all these different sized doodads and dongles, and you know one of them did fit uh, my Game Gear, so it charged it. Now the problem comes that some of the other things were like the same size to fit in other ports. Yeah. And so one afternoon, I thought in my in my like childhood genius state of mind. I wonder, I wonder what cool thing will happen if I start sticking <laughs> all the other bits into the, So there was one that was like a headphone socket shape, so I stuck that in that. There was one that would stick into the TV tuner, which I haven't talked about the TV tuner yet, we're going to get to that. Um, and then, um, so for some reason, my Game Gear never worked with an AC adapter ever again, because I think I shorted out the power. So you were a hell child then? I don't think I was like a hell child, I think I was just curious and I did a thing that didn't turn out good. Oh, and I think when my parents were like, why does it stop working? I think I just tried to be like, oh, I, I don't think, I, I didn't tell, I don't think I told them the truth. I think I just said, oh, oh I must have just they're been. Gonna, they're going to listen to this? I don't and think they're going to be like, 
betrayed us, our son. Our only son. But, um, yeah, so after that, I had to use batteries. But I think we got kind of like some weird rechargeable batteries. Mm-hmm. So I had like a little charger thing in the wall that I could put them back into. And it would take like about four hours for them to charge back up. So I was then back to this whole kind of thing of I could play the game gear for like... Like it wasn't two hours this time though. The rechargeable batteries didn't work as well. So I could play probably for like about an hour before the batteries would completely go. Yeah. And so that was kind of how that situation ended up gaming has come along a lot it has a whole bunch the fact that handheld consoles now have like a rechargeable battery in them as standard is like such a good thing like yeah because <laughs> the amount of batteries we must have bought when i was a, a small a small baby child a poor environment so a second ago i mentioned the uh the tv tuner yeah that the game had so I'm going to show you a picture of this wonderful contraption oh, that's where good. The... podcast con- content so basically the game I'm showing it for you <laughs> for me people can google it people google like only. if people google ga- Sega Game Gear TV adapter yeah they'll find it okay and so it's basically like this cartridge with like a massive thing on the top that you slide into your Game Gear and you could watch like it had like a big aerial that extended out of it I'm talking like a very that. big long aerial that's right. and good. you could pick up TV sh- and like domestic TV channels and you could just watch TV on your Game Gear and what, it even came TV with you'd watch it was just like channel one, two, three, four, and five. Oh, the good so stuff. we're not talking like any good quality stuff yeah. here, but <laughs> it was pretty cool. Like I think at that, at that point I didn't have a TV or anything in my room, so it was like this weird little TV that I could watch. And um, it even came with this little metal kickstand that there were already slots for in the back of the Game Gear. So yeah. it's like they knew that they were going to make this thing one day or something. But um, I remember going on scout camps with this with my Game Gear and TV adapter in tow, and I remember like like the tent I'd be staying in we just like watch like late night like channel 4 programs and stuff and I don't think it was anything too saucy but it was more like <laughs> it was more like weird channel 4 late night stuff so it was yeah. when they used to show like weird like short films and animations and stuff so it seemed like this really cool weird thing to sort of take with me and I don't know it's weird that I, I think the things might have moved away from that I guess our phones now have all manner yeah, of TV yeah you don't really need to switch to do that yeah but I'd like I'd like to be able to watch stuff on my switch um, so I've got uh, a couple of games listed down as like classic Game Gear games. So like um, the thing about Game Gear games was that a lot of it was they would have the same. It was it was basically like a portable master system. So it was like the, Se- the Sega bought out the master system. I think before they bought out the Mega Drive. Yeah. So the master system had games that weren't quite as good on it. Mm-hmm. So transferring them to the Game Gear was fine. Mm-hmm. But they were always like kind of like lesser versions. So there was like a version of Sonic the Hedgehog One that was like quite different, which was. Yeah. I thought at the time was great, but then I had this whole thing where every so often I would read cheats for Sonic the Hedgehog 1 in Sonic the Comic Magazine, but they would always be the cheats for the Mega Drive version, they wouldn't work for the Game Gear version, so I'd think, oh, maybe it will work, and then it never, it never worked, so I never did get that level select on Sonic 1. I feel like we should clarify that Sonic the Comic and the Sonic comics that are in the US are different things. Oh yeah, like the Sonic the Comic in the UK was a lot more kind of like... I guess, I guess it was just more Britain centric. I guess it was kind of because it was because it was all done in the UK. It was all kind of like you know. And Sonic would speak with a British chips. accent. Yeah, yeah Sonic's so always like He'd going be down like, the chippy. Governor, please. He's always um, Doctor Robotnik. He's is, always on a farm. I, I can't think of any British. Farm British. I don't. Know. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I mean, like, it's the concept of being on a farm, like a kind of a British stereotype. No, countryside. No. You are. I'm a farmer. I really don't think it is. This is awful. Anyway, so another classic game that I had for the Game Gear, and the thing, I think, at this point, my mum was getting like a lot of games for cheap from markets and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, I I played this incredible game called Global Gladiators. Sponsored by McDonald's. 
Really? So basically, you're one of two children, and you run around shooting with your little gun, and you have to collect little McDonald's M's in the level. And oh. if you if you finish the level, you get a little Ronald McDonald oh. waving a flag. Oh my god, that's kind of scary. I forgot that I had this game. Like I was like looking for a list of games last night, and I saw this screenshot, and I was like, Oh no! I remember that. So you had these like little like sl- like slime guns, and like the first level was like super weird and slimy. So you'd shoot stuff for Ronald McDonald. You'd shoot stuff for Ronald McDonald to collect these little M's because like, Ronald McDonald. <laughs> lost all these little lambs Just and he how needs he them makes back. his food. There's got to have been more of a storyline to that, but I do not remember. I don't um, like that. I don't like I played that this in, I played this really good game called Dragon Crystal, which actually got re-released for the 3DS recently. as like oh, yeah? just like, the Game Gear version. So that was kind of like a really weird kind of like Dungeons and Dragonsy kind of thing of you get... In fact, it's like kind of... A, I guess it was like an example of a, like a roguelike game back then. Yeah. Like you get dumped into a world where you can't really see the map or anything and you've got like a sword and that's it. And you kind of just like walk into monsters to fight them and it's all to do with how good your strength stat is and you can pick up stuff that improve those stats. And every single time you play the game, it's all kind of like randomized and weird. And it was like really weird. It was like frogs were really evil in it. So if you saw like a green frog, I, easy I, to kill them. I Red frogs, like frogs are super dangerous. They're commonly used as evil I guess so. It was villains. a cool game though. Poor frogs. I, I think I found a lot of fun in that game and it was like such a weird little one. And it's kind of cool that it came back out because like it's fun going through it again because it shares a lot of like... It shows a lot of like the ideals that like roguelike games have now, where it just like puts you. It's like every single time it's like a different situ- it's like a different situation, different playthrough. It's really mm. good. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog two was completely different on the Game Gear to the one that came out on the Mega Drive. Like the one that came yeah. out on Mega Drive, love it. It's a Stone Cold classic. <laughs> the one that came out on the Game Gear, the first, the boss in the first level. It was this whole kind of thing where it had these cannonballs that were bouncing down to you on, and you're standing on a slope. Yeah. So number one. Being on a slope in a video game is always kind of rubbish anyway because your momentum's are kind of a bit messed up. Yeah. Having to dodge cannonballs that are bouncing at different heights, awful. And then there's this weird little pincer thing at the bottom that you can sometimes manage to get to, like, spin on and then it propels you up. Doesn't really do a very good job of explaining what's, that. Uh, what's your rating for that game? Um, How many tails okay. out of Sonic? So that game actually did get a level select cheat. Okay. And when I discovered that level select cheat, I just basically skipped to after that first boss <laughs> and then played the rest of the game and had a really good time. So if you've got the level select cheat, it's like a, it's a total like 8 out of 10 Sonic experience for a young child growing up. <laughs> but if you don't, it's awful. Because that first boss is like the hardest boss in the game because you don't really know what's going on. And it's the kind of thing that once you've figured out how high these cannonballs are bouncing, it doesn't give you much time to adjust where you're standing yeah. to dodge it. So I just got totally stuck on that boss for so long and it was awful. I do feel that like a lot of old games replaying them are just really hard. Yeah, like, uh, definitely. I got like, what was it, Mickey's Something Adventure. Oh, the one you got on your PS Vita. It's horrible. I was like, I don't want to play this. And that was like PlayStation era as well, so Mm. that was still kind of happening. Games are still hard then. I'd rate that a 2 out of 5. Take that Mickey Mouse. Out of 5, changing the rating system. Um, (laughs) I know then one last game... And that was, like, one that I'd completely forgotten about before looking into this last night. Um, I had this weird game called Factory Panic. And so you're this this little child. So basically, there are are factories. There are factories in the game. Yeah. And they're not making what people want. Okay. So, for example, there's there's one group of people in the game who they really want bread. But this factory's (laughs) putting out moldy bread. Ew, great. There's there's one person who uh, who wants meat on a bone. And they're just putting uh, out the bones on their own. But this, but in the factory, this stuff is actually being made. There is one fun little thing that they've done, because this was a Game Gear game. There's one part where there's some little kids who want Sega Game Gears, but they're just putting out, like, little gears just on their own instead. Like, little, like, just like a gear on oh, its own, like, cogs. Sega. 
And it's like, so the whole premise of the game, here, I'll show you this. Yeah, okay. You have to stand on little buttons. I hate it. Yeah. So it's like a factory sort of like, <laughs> it's like a factory sort of layout. Yeah. And it's like putting these things out on a conveyor belt and you have to stand on buttons to make the conveyor belt put stuff where you want it to go. Mm-hmm. And the entire time you're doing that, there's a person, there's like a security guard with a nightstick who's walking <gasps> towards you. Oh he wants God. to hit you. But um, you can shout at him, which keeps him away. Oh, and sometimes wow. through the game, you can pick up like a little megaphone. It'll make your shout go long, like yeah. further away. Uh, sometimes you can pick up a guitar, um, a guitar power up that will just play music for a bit. And then they'll kind of like be on the spot like, ah, what's this loud? What's this music what the teens are listening noise? to? Um, and um, yeah, there's, there's also like, so as well as those guards with the night sticks and like this is like they're hitting those sticks pretty rapid it's like scary um there's also this weird like frog-esque child who jumps so on the levels when villains on the levels when there's meat yeah there's this weird kind of like boy who kind of just keeps jumping around with his big like flapping mouth going like and if he jumps over one of the meats he takes it off the bone so it turns into a bone oh no, so, um, no, thank you. It was weird. I, I played I a little it. bit of. I found a, a quick. I found an emulator website of it last night and played it a bit, and I was a lot better at it now than I was when I was a child because I don't yeah. think I could get past like two or three levels of it. How would you rate that game? Um, difficult for children, but like I kind of liked it. I think that's the kind of game, like that's the kind of thing you could remake <laughs> that as a mobile phone game, and it sort of it shares a bit of um. You know when you get those games where you have to like make food orders for like a restaurant? Like yeah. I played like kind yeah. of um I mean we played Overcooked, that's a good example of a recent one. It's kinda of like imagine playing a game like Overcooked, but it's a lot simpler in terms of the things you're making, but there's someone who's running after you and wants to hit you with a stick the whole time. To be honest though, if I had a stick and I was gonna hit some people <laughs> with it, if someone shouted at me, I'd be like, Oh nope, no, that's not today, that's me done. Terrifying. Okay. Yeah. Um so yeah, that that was that was me and the Sega Game Gear. I had it for about I had it for at least about three or four years before my parents got me a little um Sega Nintendo Game Boy Pocket. I can't say the right yeah. things. And I think then after that it was all it was Pokemon and Zelda and Mario for me from then on. When was your first console console game? Like not portable? Oh, um we we got like a um a Sony PlayStation about two or three years after they came out so it was the point when they'd, they'd been reduced to about 100 pounds or like Ooh. 120 with a few games and stuff yeah so i think it was it was that it was when crash bandicoot 3 had already come out was that your first it wasn't crash bandicoot I chose, for some reason i chose crash bandicoot 2 i like the front cover game. of it more. yeah yeah but i no, got that I and the you. um and the fighting game uh, rival schools united by fate which i really enjoyed because at the time i think like a few years later i got into the band rival schools and <laughs> the first album was yeah. called united by Sta- united by fate and i was like that's either a really weird coincidence or someone likes that video game in that band and they were a good band as well, so... That's that yeah. your first your first PlayStation games? My first PlayStation games were Crash Bandicoot 2 and Rival Schools. Mine was Croc. <laughs> I feel like the, the second line was Legend of Something. I yeah, really Gobbo? enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I, I think, think it's Gobbo. So. Why do I know that? <laughs> Did you play Croc? I've never played Croc, but I don't know what the subtitle is. So uh, I would I would buy games based on how cute they looked. Okay. So, yeah, Croc definitely picked that up. Excellent. Got some Sparrow, some Crash. Yeah. Oh, like all the same when you first got it? No, I was poor. Yeah, I was going to say, like, these are not, these are not the I, times of, like... I feel like we we get so many. There are so many. You can buy video games now for so much cheaper. Like because yeah. the amount of sales you have on like PlayStation and stuff nowadays, it's like so many I, games. I definitely we'd we'd go into GameStation and uh, we'd buy the secondhand games. Also, oh, yeah. like I had a Sega for a really long time. Yeah, so, you yeah. had a Sega Saturn, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we had it. I mean, I got my Sega when I was six or seven. 
So I don't know how old the Sega was then. But yeah, I had Sonic Jam. That's all I needed. That's I mean, that's the- great because that's just a compilation of all the Sonic games. Yeah. So. And yeah, then, really and, yeah, good. had some other games. I, nice. I remember buying Johnny Bazooka Tone and being very excited. That that game, ugly. That game, well ugly. Nice. But, so, that's the end of my Sega game <laughs> <this> section. <laughs> Sorry. Um, have we got any listener questions? Okay, so, like, I, I figured it'd be fun if we did, like, the last um, the, the last section of this podcast be kind of, like, listener questions. Mm-mm. And you put out, like, a call for some on Twitter, right? We got a lot. Yeah, so in future, um, we've, we've made a Twitter for this podcast. It's at our super podcast. Or if you want to email us a question that we answer at the end of the next, po- the next podcast, uh, we've got our super podcast at gmail.com. That's our super podcast at gmail.com. Okay, so when I sent the tweet, I was like, any questions? Okay. Maybe video game questions, but we'll, we'll just, you know, whatever's good. Yeah, go for it. Let's do like, um, how many are there? Oh. <gasps> Because we should probably not do too many. It's <laughs> like eleven. Oh my gosh. Um, are they, are, do you think they're like oh quickly answered questions? Or oh, are they? Oh, there's more. <laughs> um, what games are you excited about currently or later this year? From Dragmarth King Jimmy from Twitter. Awesome. Um, I'm I'm kind of excited for the Mario Tennis game that's coming out for Switch. So really? Yeah, because like um, I hate tennis. All forms. I've of kind tennis. of like got this really weird relationship with tennis games, where sometimes I get really into them, and sometimes I just don't care about them, and forget they exist. But I think Ooh. something like a Mar- I think like a Mario version of tennis is going to be really fun. It's going to be like really yeah. nice. What's the big ball chomp thing called? Is it called chomp? Chain chomp? Chain chomp. You can play as Chain Chomp. You can play as a Chain Chomp. Apparently, can... he bounces the tennis there's ball a, off his head. There's a little guy from Super Mario World Three who, um, in the levels, he spits. He kind of like looks up spits out a big like um mace ball yeah and then flies it up in the air and apparently you can play as him in the game mm-hmm. and he looks up and that's how he serves the ball the tennis ball so instead of a big like horrible mace ball coming out it's like a little tennis ball just goes out of his mouth that sounds good i'm looking forward <laughs> to the octo expansion for splatoon oh yes counts. for splatoon 2 yeah that's what i want yeah um, i'm excited for more single player stuff for that let's go let's go through these quick yes let's have some uh, more questions what's the first game you ever beat from jameson son of jame uh jamie bash Ooh, so like the first game like completed. I guess so. Um, if we count using the level select, it probably was Sonic the Hedgehog two on the Game Gear. But then yeah. it wasn't like fully completed because it was a whole thing where if you didn't collect all the emeralds, you didn't technically save set. You didn't technically save tails. Oh no! So I completed it, but it does this thing where there's the credits, and then you look up to the sky, and it's like a constellation of tails in the sky, and it's like try again next time with the chaos emeralds. That sounds dumb. So that's. I, I I completed I saw credits yeah but I didn't I don't think I technically completed that game what I th- about you? I think probably Sonic 2 because I mean I had Sonic Jam oh, 1, yeah. 2 and 3 but you know what's the point in playing if you don't have Tails? yeah so I'm sure it was that one probably um regular Miles Sleep Sundays asked which character from a beloved sitcom would you most like to see join the Smash Brothers uh, roster? oh um I like um, Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, yeah. And his thing would be kind of like, you know how when you get Pokemon in Smash Brothers? Yeah. I think his thing would be he would like summon like a different person from Brooklyn Nine-Nine to do a thing. Yeah. Like, that sounds good. Like, almost as if they were Pokemon, but not. <laughs> what about I, you? I haven't really 
played Smash Bros. I don't have any Smash right, Bros. feelings. Imagine a fighting game. I'd what put, character from a TV show would you put in it? A TV show. Mm, SpongeBob. No, I don't know. SpongeBob. Squidward. Uh, Squidward. I'm panicking. That's the first thing that comes to my head. It's awful. Um, well, all right, what would Squidward's special ability be? What would his special move be? Being sad. No, he'd play the clarinet. He'd play the clarinet. I don't He know. would play the clarinet, and that's his fighting game yeah. thing. As you can I'm tell, we both play focused. a lot of Splash, 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 Splash Brothers. Yeah, Smash my favourite Splash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next question uh, from Thomas, uh, which is T underscore Rothelsberger. I'm not, it's not, <laughs> that's not it. I'm so sorry, Thomas. I betrayed you. Um, I used to tell all my childhood friends that I'd beaten all the Mario games on the, NA- on the NES. On the NES. I'm, I'm really hungry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, is there a question? <laughs> My phone died. Wait, Your phone but that died. was a big lie. They are hard games. Are there any games that you've lied about complete, completing? Uh, no, I did. Okay, I've got to change my last, one of my last answers. I finished... Um, um, oh, no, because I got Super Mario after that. Um, no. I used to lie about having more <laughs> wrestling action figures than I actually did when I was in primary school, but I don't think yeah. it's like video game related. But everyone seemed to have like so many wrestling figures, and I think I always used to go along with it and go, "Oh yeah, I've got, I've got the Legion of Doom. Yeah, I've Aww. got, I've got all of, I've got Macho Man." I am a bad liar. I don't lie. I complete all my games. I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should be, if you just scroll down, just take it from Neil. Uh, Neil Lawrence, who's yeah. at Neil Lawrence. Nice. Is Pesto still the best though? Oh. Maybe. I love Wait, Pesto. Wait, what? Much. No, I love Pixel, the cat. Pesto sleeps in your armpit at night. How can you not say she's oh, yeah. the best, though? Pes- Pesto is our cat. But Pesto is forever the best, though. Yeah, okay. Sarah sorry. is not the best, though. Pesto won't listen to us, it's fine. Favourite and least favourite Animal Crossing villager? That's asked by Savannah Ganuchu or SR Ganuch on Twitter. Um. I can't remember any of their names. I had this kind of hench lion guy when I was like last playing on my 3DS. I don't remember what his name was, but he left because I didn't play the game for too long. And then I, when I finally got back, there was like these really sad letters saying, oh, yeah, we've I, left. I hope we can still be friends. I don't. I can't handle the guilt trip. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just call out Animal Crossing as is. Guilt yeah, strip I, you if you don't I, play it. I can't get back into the game because every time I go back on, my character looks all disheveled. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like a whole kind of thing about like Rissetti has a go at me because my system clock probably is different from when I last played it. Yeah. And then everyone in the village is like, oh, you still live here. And it's like, oh God. I don't yeah. want Rissetti to be mad at me so I won't play that game. Although, <laughs> like, I'm really, really excited for a new Animal Crossing game because I think whatever in the next Animal Crossing game will be will be really good. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the time that I spent with uh, New Leaf. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure what my least favourite would be. I feel like I've had the occasional one who who was kind of just rude and mean all the time. I feel like my favourite went to your town and I got... Oh yeah, just a really rude that happened. Boy from yeah, you. I hate it. You got one of my least favorites, and then I got I got one of your good ones. And I think you were you were being really sad about having lost them, and then yeah. I was like, oh wait, is this it? And you were like, yeah. <laughs> um, Haley Crumley or at Haswin on Twitter says, hey, what is your favorite game to play together? Ooh, well, I like playing Splatoon with you. We yes. really like playing Borderlands too. Borderlands well. 2 was, was really, really fun. good. I feel like it got super glitchy when we played the PlayStation 4 one, though, because it wasn't doing, like, matchups and stuff very well. Like, yeah. we, were, we were playing with some other people and it wouldn't let us really join their game or them join our game very easily. Yeah, that's a really fun couch co-op, but we haven't played it for a couple of years. It was. It was really good. I don't know. We haven't played it for so long, now. Yeah. I'm excited for when they finally bring out Ooh. Borderlands 3. I lied earlier. I'm no. really... I mean, is Stardew Valley the, the one where you can play two players? Is that coming out later this year? 
Oh yeah, that is. I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited for yeah. that. Yeah, um, that will the, be our new favorite game. I yeah, reckon. the the beta for that is already out on PC, but I think yep. it's meant to be coming to Switch before any other console. So yeah. fingers crossed. Oh, and I'm also really excited about Spyro trilogy coming out. I remember games now. I remember. I mean, things. oh, what what if it's like the Crash one though, where the jumps are harder? Oh, I'll be upset. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite cat in video games, asked by Denny Palk or at Beautiful Panda underscore. Hmm. What kind of some video games are there? I kind of want to say Moogles from Final Fantasy, but they're not really cats. But they're very sort of cat adjacent. I really wanted to play that um, PlayStation game with the cat character had big ears. Was that a cat? Maybe that wasn't a cat. Oh, God. I like everything that I've seen of the cats from Monster Hunter so far, but I haven't actually played Monster Hunter World yet, so... Is it Gaumon that's a cat in Digimon World? It's Digimon, though, isn't it? I just want it. I just really like Digimon World. a video game. I, I like my I love my cat in fun. I love my little cat in Stardew Valley, but I called it a Toby, even though it's not a black cat. Yeah, Toby and is to- a black cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listeners at um, home. But yeah, I like my cat in Stardew Valley. I, I like your cat in Stardew Valley. No, that's my favorite I can't video think of game. Any cat. video game cats? No, I can't either. There's Blaze the cat at Sonic Rush on the DS. I don't care for Blaze. She's all right. I don't know. Some pretty cool like fire <laughs> attacks. Oh, I just sound pretty good. Apparently we're just not playing enough... Um, cat games. Enough cat games. So sad. What other questions you got for us? That's a very good question. Okay. Um, <laughs> King Jimmy at Jackmarth. Which of your precious cat babies is in fact the worst? Oh, Wilson. Oh my gosh, you can't say that. He's right here. He's right next to us. He's he sleeping. He's sleeping right next to us on our sofa right now. He keeps chasing pasta. It's very bad. So we've got to fix that. But he's a lovely cat. He's, oh, like, he's real good. He's the most affectionate cat we've got, but he's also, I guess, the most troublemaking. I wouldn't want to call him the worst, though. He's lovely. <laughs> it's it's fun. Like, if you look at him, he'll purr. It's okay. pretty cool. Sergeant Tiblets, or yeah. Sergeant Tibble on Twitter, says, I want to know how you acquired each cat and what's their life stories. Do you want to tell it? I'll tell the first bit. You tell the second bit. Okay. So we got both... Uh, Toby and Pesto were sisters from the same letter. Mm-hmm. So we got those from someone uh, in... Coventry or something. Yeah. Um, I think that was just like we decided we super really wanted cats. We'd looked into a few places online and saw someone had some cats. Maybe wow. you should have told this bit. I don't know. Yeah, this, I think maybe, you dealt with all I this. Yeah, I should have. Yeah. Um, so we, we adopted Pesto and Toby from a house. <laughs> we, and then Wilson and Pixel are Pesto's sons. So, but you should, if you if you adopt a cat, you should get it fixed straight away. Because yeah, we there's, that lesson. Yeah, I feel quite bad about that. There's it's a lot of cats that need adopting, so you shouldn't be putting more cats out into the universe. Yeah. But uh, we, that was before we knew any better. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> no, no, all of our cats are very... Uh... All our cats are fixed then they're um, gonna be making their babies yeah but Pesto had a little reform kitten so Wilson and Pixel came from that litter and then and there was Coco and uh we called her Chandler uh, Chandler Chandler, Chandler. Well, I can't remember what <laughs> your parents called her Jesse. Jesse. and so yeah those went to like my sister and your parents respectively. yeah so it's fun because like, we'll get to visit them and get to visit those cats but Jesse yeah. isn't like she's very shy yeah she's so. a very shy cat but yeah they the, all our cats are related. <laughs> uh, what video game has caused the most arguments between us two? That's by um, uh, da, 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 that's by Ethan Merrick West underscore Arthur underscore Av. There's that Mario game that has friendly fire on it. 
Which one was that? I it's was on that the, the, one Wii. On the Wii U. We played it at Christmas, and uh, oh yeah. I feel like you kept killing Mario me. World. I kept killing you. Yeah. So we got Super Mario 3D World for the Wii U. We bought a Wii U at some point when I think Mario Kart came out because we were super into Mario Kart. Yeah. And then we played Super Mario 3D World. We got it one year like for Christmas because we kind of like... We, we do a thing where we have like our own little like, Christmas day before we go have our respective family Christmases. And we bought it specifically for like our little Christmas day. Yeah. And I think we got really into collecting all of the stars on each level. Oh, it was so hard though. Which yeah. made it so much more difficult because if you miss one star, we'd have to redo the level. And you can accidentally cause uh, each other to die. <laughs> which, yeah. I don't think we have many arguments about it though. No. Like, I remember being frustrated though and being like, maybe we should not play this game for a bit. <laughs> Maybe we have arguments about Pokemon, like where I'm like in tears, screaming, "Why did you never finish a game, please?" No, you want me battle. Maybe Elite Four. I feel like we maybe because you you play it more than me, and then we'll battle, and then you'll beat me up, and I'll be like, "No, I, I mean, want to win." You're, you're better at Splatoon than me. Whenever you beat me up in Splatoon, it always hurts. But I don't oh, think it no. really causes it arguments. Sounds really violent. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Um, Alia McBride or mm-hmm. at the Garlic Bride on Twitter says, "What do you guys think are some of the best social multiplayer party games?" I really, I really like Overcooked. Um, oh yeah, Bord- Borderlands was really fun because you can play it. Oh, uh, we we played a lot of Overwatch for a bit. That oh my was gosh, really social and fun. The Jackbox games. Oh yeah, <laughs> Jackbox like, games. We're we're awful at socializing, but if we ever have people like at our house or if we go around people's houses, we normally like end up playing the Jackbox games, and they're so good. Yeah, although. Sometimes Sarah does too well because she does. She's a good artist, and so she's really good at the drawing games. And I think that's I, kind of unfair. No, I think I think the key to being good at that game is get just get real weird. Oh, weirder the better. I like drawing snakes. Yeah. Or if it's if it's not about a snake, you just draw a little snake with sunglasses popping out over the shoulder of someone, and it's pretty great. <laughs> um, that's why. Right. I think of any others. Um, Multiplayer games. Mario Kart's is oh Mario Kart yeah, is very good. Yeah. Mario Kart is like forever good, and the most recent um, re-release for the Switch was just like such a good. It's just it's perfect. What it's was great. the question? Does Splatoon count? Because we we'll pl- we play Splatoon. Oh in, yeah, that's a multiplayer party game. Yeah. Uh, Neil Byrne or Niall Byrne, uh, Phoenix Unsolved tweet and says, "I don't have a game question, but what's your process like for making comics?" Thanks oh, again. Oh gosh. Um, so, I, do we need to explain stuff for people who might not be familiar with our comics? I mean, oh, yeah. we just um, talked about our cats a bunch. I guess like the quickest way of summing it up is the uh, Sarah does a comic called Our Super Adventure that's all about like dumb stuff and moments in our life. Yeah, Google so, like, it. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty great. <laughs> Come find it. it on Webtoon and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I stuff stuff. We'll do something funny. Like we'll, we'll just be hanging out and it's. I'll note comics down if like something happens and it, I find it really really funny. So I'll do like a rough little four by four note of like kind of not stick people they're kind of lumpier one's got boobs on it so i can tell them apart <laughs> i'll just i'll quickly note it down and then when i'm when i go to do a comic i'll just go through my scraps of paper and i'll pick one out so and then i just i don't know how to describe it i'll just that's how i don't know gosh and then you just fart it out and it just, just somehow happens like with magic. And then I, I pencil it i ink it Steph will flat it for me because he's lovely. I'll colour it. I don't know how to describe yeah, the, it. Then I put the speech bubbles on it. Yeah, it's teamwork. It's good. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, if something funny will happen, I'll note it down and then I'll come back to it like a month or two later. Yeah, and <laughs> you work you work like totally digitally now as well. Yeah, yeah. I used to do everything in Biro and that just it's very slow. I love I have a I have a big 
Uh, the big Cintiq, sorry, I just draw straight onto that, which is great. That's really cool. Yeah. I feel really nice to draw on as well. Yeah, um, I love it. It was like, I think your old stuff was like fun, like the Biro stuff gave it like a nice scratchy quality, but mm-hmm. I think the new stuff like looks so nice now, like, yeah, yeah. you did pretty good. We we update on Mondays and we do a throwback Thursday like on Instagram. So it's really fun seeing the strips side by side for about from a couple of years because it's they are very different. Yeah. New ones are very smooth. That's how you can tell they're new. So smooth. And they've got really good letters on them because you started lettering them. Oh, push. <laughs> um, okay, last question. Um, a page out of Chloe's book. I think it's at a page out of Chloe. Um, how do you feel about Life is Strange? I enjoyed watching you play it. I had such a good time playing it. Like it's probably the best one of those choose your own response kind of games that's out there. I think the whole time travel kind of dynamic adds a lot to it as well with the whole kind of like being able to rewind what you did and change your choices and stuff. Um, I still never, I haven't finished playing all the prequel stuff though, which I think I need to because I think a lot of people have played it all and they say it kind of goes places you don't think it's going to go and it gets really good. Ooh, so sounds deep. Yeah, like I'm really <laughs> interested to play that. So I've got, I've already got that like on the PlayStation downstairs. I just need to actually play it. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I think it was really good. And the soundtrack was perfect as well. Like the soundtrack of that, of that, the soundtrack of that video game was like literally like the kind of songs that I would choose to put in a video game like that. So mm-hmm. every time a song came up, I was like, "Oh my god, I love that song! Oh my god, I love that song!" Like, um, "Piano Fire" by Sparkle Horse comes on in the first oh, episode really when you're like in um, when you're in Chloe's bedroom. Yeah. I was like, "That's a great song! Like, what the <laughs> heck? Like, so good!" So yeah, I love that game series. Um, I'm kind of, like, excited about Don't Nod's vampire game that's just come out, because like, the people who made Life is Strange, and they've got, like, a game now where you go around being a vampire. Oh. So I'm intrigued to see what that's like, but I don't think it's going to have the same kind of, like, teen angst that Life I, is Strange has, uh, and that's kind of what I'm there for. I like that kind of, like, weird angstiness. It was, like, very reminiscent of, like, Vampires feel very teen angst to me, I don't regardless think, I don't think this age. is, like, that kind of teen angst, though. I think it's, like, I think it's more like uh, vampires, like, in a period time, not so much, like... Like sexy vampire drama. Like. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Cool. So that, I think you. that was all the questions. Thank you so much for all those amazing questions. I think that was like way more questions than I thought we were going to get for like <laughs> our first episode. So that's really cool. Thank you. Um, if you have any questions you'd like us to answer on future episodes, please hit us up on our email. So that's uh, rsuperpodcast at gmail.com. And that's probably the best place that we'll be checking. So rsuperpodcast at gmail.com. Do we make a Twitter? We have a Twitter. Um, so, right, let's sum this up. This has been episode one of our Super Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at, at our Super Podcast, at Sarah Grady Art, and I am at Tiny Spells. Um, we don't know what the theme is for the next episode, but I'm sure we'll tweet it on the, yeah. on the Twitter. Send us whatever questions you want. Yeah. And remember, keep, keep being, being super. super.